0: Welcome to Heart Rate. Uh, We have a very special episode today with Coach Robin and Brian from Edge Athlete Lounge. Um, They are also the uh, owners and creators of the Pug Covery Instagram account for those of you who know me and my love of pugs. Uh, I'm also joined today for the first time by my wonderful co-host who will introduce herself.
1: Hey everyone, I'm coach Terry. I'm super excited to join you and uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode.
0: Thanks for stopping by everyone. Uh, I I think actually the the conversation that I had with with you and and the other people on that panel was fruitful for a lot of the people who were were on it, including Steve from NYC runs, um, who held their first in-person NYC race this past Friday. And I know you all just had your first 5k, which is awesome. Um. So I, I, you know, there were probably a variety of questions in my head to to ask of you all, but I, I also really want to know how did the five k go? Like, what what went into it?
2: you know, the five k was it was interesting how it like evolved because um, and I I'm terrible at posting on my own Instagram, but <laughs> I should post a story of how like it. It went awesome. It it went, the the event (laughs) itself went really well. Yeah. And it was, this was kind of like a tack on event. Like we started with marathon and then, Mm. um, Courtney from gumbo fit and I, we were like, well, you know, what if we like do shorter stuff? Like a half and a 5k, like, would that be crazy? Well, Mm -hmm. well, that's kind of crazy, but okay. (laughs) Um, because also like a marathon is a lot to chew. Right. And especially right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially right now. And, and really, our group is heavy, half, and full, but her group, a lot of people are just showing up and running speed for the first time or, mm-hmm. you know, their long runs are new for three to six miles for a lot of people. So she's like, you know, this 5K or this half could be somebody's marathon. And I'm like, absolutely. Um, so it was super smooth. We had really good weather. We have been an armpit on the sun lately. Oh, same,
0: yeah. Yeah. same
2: um i mean just terrible so it was it like broke right beforehand it was wide open you know we really want we were sensitive to like choosing locations that were really remote because we don't want police presence and like even though we're doing it by the books that's just not or that's not what we're going for um so it was really fun to see people discover that area like i think we forget how like it's the old like steel mill area Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah one has been that far because it's right by the Indiana border. Um, But it's really just open and beautiful. And it it was just good mojo. We had, you know, runners writing both Gumbo Fit and Edge afterward and they were just like, this is what the running community needs right now. And, you know, it doesn't matter what we do if people don't show up and don't train for things and don't volunteer and like all of those things happen. So it felt good. I I mean, I I expect the, the next ones, I'm always hypercritical of what we do. So I know we can do better. Um, but I also think it's the first domino to fall.
3: I, th- I think the runners had a lot of fun too, yeah. um, more than they expected to, because mm-hmm. even though it was a race, it wasn't the same pressure as like, you know, a 5k race that is held in Lincoln Park or whatever. Right. Um, they yeah. knew what they were there for, uh, which was, you know, to support all this. And um, I think that took a lot of the pressure off to perform necessarily. And people just went out and had i mean we had some good runners but we had just people having a lot of fun Mm -hmm. you know and just enjoying the process again you know and kind of getting back to like why do you run right so
0: (laughs) totally um, totally yeah Yeah, like that's um but that that was i think something that i i saw at at the, the race on friday was a lot of people were you know everyone actually for the most part was were following all all the rules and protocols that and nyc runs had like Put in place that are very respectful of it. It was great, um, and I saw a lot of people who were just happy to be like in a star corral, who were yeah. happy to see a start line, to hear like a race being announced, uh, putting on a bib again. Um, yeah, huge. And, you know, like just that feeling of like I, I'm here to see how I I can do, uh, and I and I, I I think for 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 us here too, it, it was very much a um, uh, I'm not here to, to like race race and, like, and, and throw down and like see how much I, I can blaze past people. Um, and th- I think part probably because a lot of people are, the you know, training's been all over the place because of everything. And so I think they, they really sort of had a fun time with it. I'm like I'm going to go and run hard and whatever I do is what I do. And it's going to be a fun, a fun time. I'll, 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 I'll run across the finish line again. I'll get a little goodie bag and then I'll go home. And it was, it was really nice. Um, you know, they, they used to the a loop of prospect park. Uh, but, and we, we have, a a cheering community who, uh, cheer everywhere. Like they're at a lot of like the, like events just throughout, throughout the city. Um, and like, they were so excited to be like able, like, Oh, like, we, we've got a spot to be like watch for us. And like, there's this out there space apart, but cheering and like, I, you know, I, we were watching um, the world's toughest race on like Amazon like recently, and one of the things I I loved about it is like the is is seeing the support and the camaraderie that you know the months of running alone I really miss I I I, I forgot how much I missed that, and being able to see that again was so uplifting.
2: My dad said something to me when he came to our like first Ironman because you know like. Our parents are very supportive. This is a very long time ago, but you don't, you always worry like, do they get it? And my dad, um, he was at like this remote bridge that was, I don't know, maybe like 4K to go or something. He was on a really far point of the course. He had like kind of wandered down there and he saw both of us, you know, come by and then he ended up missing both of our finishes. And he's like, I'm really sorry I missed your finish. And I was like, Well, what do you mean? I was like, That's fine. You know, like I saw you with 4K to go. Like that, that, that was awesome. You were in the dark. And he goes, Wow. And I was standing there and I couldn't leave. He's like the face of the like human will was staring me down and I had to stay there. And he's like, and it hit me. He's like, this is an individual sport. And he was talking about tribe. I mean, it's running. It's all the same thing. He's like, it's an individual sport, but we're really all in this together and not just the racers, like the, you know, the support teams too. And I was like, Oh, he gets it. He totally gets it. I couldn't
3: stop clapping. He literally (laughs)
2: couldn't, like, we didn't see him for like an hour after. Uh, I was like, "Where's That's that?" Awesome. I mean, I, I've always said, you know, I
1: started cheering the New York City Marathon long before I ran it, and on the years that I don't run it, it's like just as joyful to go out and exhausting, and there and exhausting and exhausting. Actually, I got some blisters, you know, on my hands from galbelling. So don't let anyone tell you it's not a contact <laughs> sport. <laughs> but like, you know, you 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 really are watching people like who've poured everything into something. Even if you don't know them, like you do become part of like a wave of family.
2: Yeah. And that's, I mean, especially, and you guys are just as divided of a city as we are, but I mean, like Chicago is known for its redlining. I mean, it started here. So the fact that like we want to go, you know, specifically with this first race into an area that is not, you know, what you normally race in and be like, fuck that. We're going to, we're going to go and race as one in a totally different part of the city. Um, you know, and we had a wait list, and, you know, people were cheering and they did it all respectfully. like it felt it felt like we were we were productive. We were doing something as one because I know you guys feel the same way about you like I'm so tired of people ragging on the big cities right now. I'm like, don't no. You don't, <laughs> don't get to judge how well or not well we're doing because the people inside the communities are trying like hell to be better. And so there's good stuff happening too.
1: Yeah, I mean, this wave of articles of like New York is dead, which is, you know, it, it's not, but also, you know, people can misconstrue why people leave the city for one thing. You know, yeah, like yeah. we are sort of in a rough spot. Anyone who lives in a city, like, is, has exposed how tenuous an existence that is, right? Just like it's not that easy. And if you want to stay, you really fight
2: hard to stay. Yeah. Well, and running proves that too. Right? Yeah, I'm comfortable enough that I'm going to go out and run. In this yeah.
3: city yeah it's also not so much it, it, i mean the people that are saying that are are threatened by losing their current you know lifestyle or their historical lifestyle right but the people that are here are the proponents of change like we are the ones that are going to be here that are going to be making the changes so if you want to be part of that change stay here and get on board but right if you don't then fine we're going to make the changes without you and and it's going to be for the better so exactly know, you know the people that don't believe in that I'm like fine go
0: don't move out of the city. We'll take care of it. Go to the summer.
2: We'll hold down the ship. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. Um, so there are a couple of things in there. So I, uh, you know, part of, of, of this, a big part of this, of this podcast is sort of just reaching people's stories and like how they came to be where where they are. Um, and I, again, not to continually reference the pugs, but that's really all I know about you two. Uh, <laughs> For legacy
2: <laughs> it's
0: a very important it's a, it's a very important one um you know, half of our members don't even know who I am I mean they know <laughs> the bug, you know,
1: they I think hope. you're skip yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, so like i i I would love to hear more about the two of you and like your like journeys as like athletes and like what what that background is and how how did all that sort of come around to then form edge you know which is uh you know a Boutique gym, but like one that has an incredible community. Uh, it seems that, and that's, you know, like that's not an, an easy thing to help to help develop. So I it's
3: I mean, they're pretty intertwined, and it's all because of her. So
2: mm. <laughs> I am one. I am one person. We um, we started getting into long distance stuff a lot. I mean, double digit years ago at this point, and. We had always kind of trained on our own not that we were recluses, but like we <laughs> played sports growing up but when we got into endurance stuff as adults it was like oh you can find something online you know like whatever and then mm-hmm. when we signed up for that first iron man it was like okay we actually don't know what we're doing we're gonna need <laughs> um and so we got onto. we, we hooked up with a boutique gym that specialized in track had a great coach um and we kind of thought like oh we're going to get again like we're social people but like we had never had really like sporting friends right um, and I was like coaching people at work for like 5Ks, 10Ks, even like a marathon, but like I never, no, nothing like official. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden we were racing, we were riding, got up, you know, to like six, seven hours and then like a one hour run. And instead of like getting sick of people, we like fell in love with them. And we would want to hang out right after, you know, spending eight hours with these same people, which yeah. I don't know how they went sick of me, but they were <laughs> not um, as usual, they liked Brian better, which is exactly how I like it. <laughs> <laughs> for me, are very low. Um, and so we kind of would always just go for like beer and burgers. And we're like, this is probably a better way to recover.
0: <laughs> right? Oh, that's a pretty good way to recover.
2: And not every time, right? No. A more
0: productive
3: way.
2: Yeah, more productive <laughs> It started off as actually us wanting to make a big triathlon facility and not a lot of people mm-hmm. know that part of like we had a much bigger you know investors involved and in all, all of these ideas of like building pools and collaborating with other swim schools and like,
3: like one thing we realized when we were training for Ironman was just the amount of time it takes to do everything, to, to, to do everything. yeah so like your yeah. sports arrow is over here and your pool is over here and you have to ride out in Barrington and you come back here and you do a run over here so it's like where is the place that you can do all this? You know, because all right. of us have jobs and lives. Like, you can't spend 20 hours a week just traveling to these places on top of the 20 hours a week of training on top of your job, right? So, like, yeah, where is the place that you can just do all of this efficiently? And it didn't exist anywhere. So we're like, all and right, it still
2: doesn't exist. Yeah, not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I no, Elsie no. Pierce, I think, has it. That's has everything and it. it's the only one that i know of yeah or at least it did I don't know if it yeah mean. yeah it's expensive though i mean there's when you start running the numbers of like we could afford to build a pool but maintaining it i mean there's a reason that park districts and universities are the ones that operate them because it's all we would be we would have closed within two years of opening if we had a pool um it's a very very pools and tracks are really hard in big cities for a reason um, so yeah, at one point, like our investors, like we couldn't really get everybody on board for like locations, like they mm-hmm. kept kind of being, you know, not like, not, because you tell a lot of cooks in the kitchen and I came home and I was like, Brian, what if we just did this on our own? And he's like, well? and I'm like, what if we just use our own money? Like, and did something with just you and me doing it. Like, what would, what could we even afford? Like how many, yeah. stirs, what would we cut, what would we keep? And um, that's how that the first, like that HQ original space was opened up. So we mm. decided to kind of go, we got into ultras around that time. And so we had like maybe like two spots of recovery that mm. existed in our first kind of floor plan proposal. Nothing was built out. It was just like, this is what we would theoretically do. And then we were using like ice baths and lasers and boots. This is all really new stuff, you know, like seven yeah, and a half yeah. years ago. And all of a sudden we were going like up our stairs. We've got lots of stairs in our house and like our legs were not tired. And then we would like go and run a marathon as a training day and PR, marathon, and we like could not figure out because we're getting older, right? Like it's not like we're doing that much different. And it was like, duh, recovery works, so yeah. recovery. So then yeah. yeah, and that was like a big like, oh, okay, so maybe this is more of like recovery focus at first. And that was where half of that um, initial square footage was dedicated to recovery. Um, And then we, of course, had a bike room and treads and cafe and, you know, sports Cairo, but everything was, you know, insular in that sense. But it was a really heavy recovery focus Mm -hmm. Um, that has definitely shifted since just because, Mm -hmm. especially now that people aren't Aren't racing racing. as much um, now, we have a much heavier, we're probably 90 to 95% training focus. Mm -hmm. Yeah um i would always rather recovery be the byproduct of something as a coach you know it's kind of just like ingrained we don't have to push it the agenda as much um but as a coach again like i think we make stronger athletes with a heavier strength programming and that was something we did not see coming at all like that was three two and a half years in where it started to build and we were like oh which is people wanted
1: people wanted strength options yeah. We pushed
2: it on them a little bit, but it worked. I mean, we,
1: yeah.
3: we basically, you know, we we tapped into a market of athletes initially where it was, okay, what are all these professional athletes doing to get through, you know, uh, you know an NBA season at peak performance and healthy? Yeah. Um, and so as we researched that, we learned more about the recovery process. So like, you know, ding, 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 like athletes can use this, you know, the everyday average athlete, doesn't have access to this. who stuff, we talk to, right? So yeah. let's give them access to this and see how much more enjoyable the process is, right? If you're not sober all the time, um, and that that market is was, is very niche and it it still has not kind of hit mainstream, right? And so uh, the other part that we kind of fell into was when Robin was writing the marathon training programs, is finding out how many times a week people were actually doing strength work during that program, yeah. Yeah. which
1: is probably very little right yeah
3: yeah and so we we just ran numbers on it I and mean, the, the, the people that pr'd their average number of strength classes per week was or over 1. 1. 1.4 and the people that didn't do as That's well didn't end do end end any strength training right and or so, the
2: injury rate was correlated right. to obviously yeah. to
3: less right yeah. so you know so we had the recovery piece already set and so in the next kind of phase of that was, okay, well then, and I'm, I'm guilty of it too. Like in all of my programs, like the first thing that I will skip, I'll look at the week and be like, Oh, that's a recovery day. I'm not working out. All I needed to do is run miles. Um, and so as soon as we started making those workouts mandatory for the marathon training program, the incidence of injury went down, the Mm incidence of PRs went up and you know, that was in addition to the recovery benefits. Right. And so we've shifted our focus to, you know, really provide that because now people can come in and do the recovery anytime they want um but it's the strength focus that that really is going to kind of pick them up over that and that next
0: hump. so big time yeah like that's that's a you know for i apart from the 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 private clients you have i i coach part time for new york road runners and like that's it 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 is a, a consistent struggle to remind runners to do strength work um and we the coaches spent a lot of time trying to reinforce the, the the notion that running is is technically a full a full body sport. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 engage your upper body, you use your arms, you use your shoulders, you engage the core, but all those things are stronger, you can breathe better, your form stays stays intact. You know, it's it's not just your legs. Um, and like people have a really hard time letting go of that one. Like, well, my legs are really strong. I can run forever. They're cardio whores. Yeah, I mean, well, seriously. It's,
1: but it's also like because I can speak from personal yeah. experience. It's a it's a time management challenge. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fear challenge. It's like a bunch of things that play into that, right? So. If, if you if you have a marathon plan and and what's built out for you is the number of miles milestones to run on any given day, but what's not built out for you is what you should be doing for strength training, yes. you don't do it, like that's, yeah. and that's me, right? Yeah. I'm like, oh, I just don't do it. But right. if I'm like, I have a class that I'm like, I have not done as much strength training ever before, since the, like, <laughs> I have attended more strength training classes in this shutdown,
2: yeah.
1: thanks yeah. to you guys, honestly, because it exists and it's pleasurable and it's, it actually, it is, it is as assigned as the miles, right. Which is like,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of runners in general don't even have gym memberships, you know, yeah. or if they do, nope. it's like off season thing where they just want to get on the tread and run, right. They don't do the strength training, the maintenance, you know, all the stuff in the off season that makes your season successful next year, right. you know, that's just, that doesn't exist. Cause there's no plan in the off season. Right. right.
1: So, well, or some people I mean, choose to take no off season, which is also yeah
2: problem. Um, we had a problem too about the, one of the ways that we really grew our strength programming is that we started doing body comp challenges. So we started with like a six week challenge and now we have a transformation challenge. And we thought that that was completely separate from endurance. But what we found is that endurance athletes just get out of shape and, you know, (laughs) lose their muscle mass and put on weight in the off season and then they don't have any type of structure in terms of how to get back into shape. So us running those in the, in the year that we started that and, that was where, like, we tricked them because they had to come to three a week. And now, that's, that's still the <laughs> now they just come. Yeah. Yep. Now, now it's like, that's just the culture. That's, but the standard. that's where that's when we opened the annex, mm-hmm. you know, we started filling the loft, then we opened the annex. Um, and we grew from like five classes to like 27. I think we have now a week. And that was for me, the, the best shift from a Athlete experience as as we could ever have. We went from 85% to 93% PR rate that year, um, over the entire year for all mm-hmm. edge athletes. And then our injury rate went down the most it's ever gone down. And it's it's not rocket science. It's just fucking working out and doing strength because you're putting mm-hmm. on muscle. It's just it's not that hard to conceptualize. But I think it's best executed in massive communities, which is why when our numbers started going down during COVID, people started getting lazy and you know got orange is the new black sucked them into the couch it's like get off your ass and just do something and i have tapped myself this way too it's not like yeah not like i'm just you know squawking i mean
1: so actually that nick and i were talking about this one of the things you know that impressed me and also i when this when the shutdown happened what 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 you, know, you guys actually ultimately i think turned out an incredible program and I, I think brought a lot of people back in who were working at home and needed a workout in the middle of the day. And, but like, what did you, how did you decide in, to, I don't know what the right question is. How, what did you prioritize when you were trying to shift? I mean, obviously we were all like panicking and trying to figure out what we do, doing. Like, what was that like?
3: It was, it was harder than our opening.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
3: literally, it was, it was trying to juggle a new regulation or guideline every single day with changing numbers and everything. And, yeah, and, and so, but the, the one thing we knew is that, um, you know, just seeing other States and trying to predict, you know, what would happen here. You know, we were very proactive in like, even like reaching out to like some of our coaches that had family in Italy, you know, to see like, what did gyms over there do when this shut down? Right. Like just to try to get ahead of, you know, what was going to happen. Right. And so we had actually, Um, two weeks before we shut down Mm -hmm. had already transitioned over to a virtual offering like a concurrent virtual offering because like a it was probably something we should have been doing already right but but b it was it was just it's just you know thoughtful planning i think to just try to cover all of our bases and if we didn't need it then fine but you know it turns out you know there was a huge run on electronics you know people couldn't get cameras and stuff so we already kind of had that set up and um but you know since everything was changing so quickly and then trying to do a live class with a you know video offering at the same time, it was just like so many moving parts. It was crazy.
2: But one of the things like Brian did a really great job messaging. Um this is where he's much more mindful and like soft handed on um, like get your shit together and that doesn't work when people are in crisis mode, right? Yeah um so he's in charge of member communications good <laughs> email updates in terms of like where we're at you know the cleaning protocols and then of course we electively closed a few days before we were shut down so that was also good um but the the email that we got the most response to which just shocked us because we kind of thought we knew our athletes but apparently we didn't was the one where we said hey we're it was like a week before we ended up electively shutting us Said, hey we're going to start testing out some concurrent virtual like if you want to attend here are the classes please attend this is how you sign up and we really want feedback and our i mean we probably got 30 responses of people that were like thank you so much i was getting so anxious having to choose because we were still indoors at this point right we didn't Mm. have yet yeah Uh, i think i came to some of
1: your last few classes
2: yeah Um, yeah. and and people were like i didn't want to have to choose between getting my workout in and being healthy and keeping my family safe and it was like Oh, shit! This is a freight train like yeah we, and we kept saying it to each other and to our team of like if if we have one athlete that's uncomfortable being in our facility because of this we we've have failed. we need to give them an option to to kind of interact and and get that workout in. Um, regardless because it's also you don't want to take I would say if we compromise an athlete experience and I'm by no means want to please everyone I think that's an impossible feat but if something that we do or don't do compromises an athlete experience then we have failed and we just kept thinking like what can we do to kind of keep them in their routine um, yeah. at the risk of maybe our own sanity uh, and our yeah. coaches' sanity and serious shout out to the coaches yeah. I mean yeah we would be closed as a business that is like crystal clear. They are the ones who carried the momentum throughout, especially the complete shutdown. Um, and they never, I mean, not even like remotely complained, like they were coming to us with ideas left and right. And there was, it's a free fall when you're, also hemorrhaging money right and like at the time like trying to navigate loans and not understanding how you're going to pay anything Mm -hmm. um so to have them step up and really take the reins was awesome for uh, and they're just they step up every time we ask them to which i just we appreciate it so much but then there's also this thing of like everybody just which is similar to now everybody just wants to do something and feel useful and feel like they're making a positive impact and we would say it to each other like I coach today and it was like the most amazing thing in the world even though it was at the time like facebook live and you couldn't even see people with <laughs> a to b then you know the just, sound wasn't working like great you know great <laughs> right. stuff being left um you know whatever it was that we felt we could make people better versions of themselves or give them a like a 30 to 45 minute break <laughs> you know workout the great in, in the madness that seemed normal that sense of purpose was like completely turned up. And and they said the same thing. When we reopened, we had to have masks on outside. We couldn't be inside. Yeah, I remember. And they had to have masks on. And I mean, their stories of like standing at the door and like pressing the button to have it go up. And, and, you know, people are standing there and they're just so fucking happy to see humans, even though they're like eight feet apart with a mask and it's 90 degrees out. Like they were like crying for joy, you know, it was that was very very special, you know, because you worry it's not going to be the same. People are never going to come back, yeah. and people are just so thankful to have any shred of of normalcy isn't the right word, but just some control in the situation. Yeah,
0: like I, I think some 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 semblance of having a real human contact makes such a huge difference. And like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like as you know, I mean, it, it seems like you, you all have some wonderful coaches who you know, and like. Uh, a, a good a good coach i think is characterized by by just caring about the well-being of of their people like whatever they're they're training for they they want to see them do the best that, that they can to be the best version of themselves that they can be and to the extent that we have a, a hand in that fantastic um, and and that that depth of caring you know carries over to your your members to your clients and they they see that and they generally in turn want to do the best that they can, like whatever that that, that might mean for given restrictions and in, in, in anything, like, you know, they're, they're, they're happy to, to be there and do it. And then when you're able to then give them a little bit of sort of like in person contact to hear someone's voice, not through a computer, but in person. Yeah, it's such a big difference um, and but like also even even hearing pe- people talk and share in the virtual realm especially in in the early days uh, of, of the, the shutdown um, I, was, I was doing a lot of virtual group coaching and runners would come on and okay. they would be thrilled to to see their fellow runners and to hear them and to ask how like they were doing and like to talk about and share like I'm having a hard time being outside. With their mask on, and everyone else being like, "Oh my God, it sucks," yeah. And like having that sort of, you know, like like kinship with like, okay, it's not just me; it, it isn't as hard to just for me. It's hard for for a lot of people.
2: Collective suffering—that's yes. what yeah. we'll have business on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different version of it. <laughs> it.
0: It is, but like, but like you're laughing, but that—that's actually so true. Like, ma- marathons and and ultras and all things those things are fucking hard. Yeah. Like, at, I I don't know anybody who at some point during a marathon or an ultra is like, I feel perfectly fine. Nothing hurts. No, that's a lie. Something hurts, you're uncomfortable and you want to stop. But like, you have, like your, your training pushes you through, but also like your fellow people like push you through. Um, and like that makes the, the biggest difference. Uh, and so like that... Clearly, then, like I pulled over to the world of like I now have to run with the mask on, but hearing other people be like, "Yeah, I I I also hate it. I do it, but I hate it. Like, it it makes you feel less alone in in, in a world where like you aren't allowed to touch anybody or be like see anyone for like the most part. And so it's 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 refreshing. Um. Yeah, I just I I I, I, I like your term of like like <laughs> Suffering because that's that is exactly how I felt during my like first like 50 miler was like, oh, this is awful But
2: it's wonderful because everyone feels <laughs> just as shitty. Oh,
0: absolutely um, you know, as well. My my first with you was at Bear Mountain uh, as part of the like North Face endurance challenge Which is a in which as I found out later they they intentionally made that course incredibly difficult Um and it was it was it was it, it took me 13 and a half hours um that's a good fit right there <laughs> not anticipated <laughs> um and i there were so many which i really wanted to drop out and it just kept going and at, at, at mile 32 this is probably tmi sorry There is no TMI. Um, hey, your um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I i was checked out by the like med people because like i've been banging my feet and toes into like every rock that exists and at some point my foot had like gone through a bridge because like th- the wood was rotten and I, I like 10 people in front of me had like gone over just fine I happened to step on it and my foot went through and I was like well that's sex um but they you know I I took off my like shoes and socks and they they, they, they they they're like well you know we could like pull off your like dead and broken like toenails, but like you would probably ha- have to drop out. Like, 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 or we, we could try to like tape it down. It's like, just tape it down. Tape it down. just, <laughs> just, just going to keep going. And I was like, if, if, it, if it gets worse then I, I'm pulled, fine. But like, I'm not going to stop until I, I'm, I'm forced to. What happened to
2: those toenails?
0: They, 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 it, it, it eventually, <laughs> it took maybe eight months before <laughs> it, it started to come back. But
2: um, I came
0: back. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, it came back. I have all, all 10 most of the time.
2: Sort of. I mean, you don't actually
0: need them. N- no, exactly. Um, but w- one of the things that, that stuck out for me, so I, when I started running and doing any kind of distance stuff, I, I did a lot of like Spartan races. Um, oh, cool. And so Joe DeSena was doing the 50 miler. I ran into him at the race. Um, and like he was suffering, and you're like, oh, if he's hurting, I'm definitely I, I, I was actually in, in a better place than he was, and I was like, oh, I feel relieved. It's like because I know what he does, nice. and I, I see it. And like, and I am somehow doing better, and I beat him. Not 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 that it <laughs> not matters. That matters. It doesn't matter at all. But I was like, look, like the the founder of Spartan Racing was having a seriously hard time as was I, but like, we went like back and forth for the last maybe 15 miles. And like, you know, we, we just had a whole like dialogue going and like, it was kind of amazing. He's also a super like, nice guy. Um, it it's was,
2: those those was moments cool. though, those are like, the, in my opinion, like the most human moments of all time, right? Yeah. Like, was, we even had someone that did the 5k said that like, there was a guy behind him and he, or there was a guy in front of him, he passed him with a quarter mile to go. Mm. And then guy ended up passing him like <laughs> the to finish, sprinted past him and then after they like shared this moment of like you know just like duking it out and yeah and that that spirit is awesome yeah. we all pay to do this right oh, totally. all, we choose yeah. suffering and that's what you know that's what defines us and i think that that's just the coolest part of working with athletes it's like yeah do the hard thing like see yeah. what you're made of and then turn around and make it even harder <laughs>
3: I think the longer the distance too the more you are supportive of others around you and as opposed to Empire. competitive yeah right, Very right? You, true. you don't necessarily want to crush this guy unless he like stepped on your heel or something right it's it's right. like you know you want to support everybody <sighs> right so.
0: so i level this up for you <laughs> thank you no like and it's so true like there, there's such good like camaraderie like you know I, i've done a bunch of marathons and like marathon that environment is so different than anything in, in the ultra world where like, it's generally, a, a, yes, you have some very fast people who are, you know, crazy good. At, at, at like that, that type of stuff, but they, they're all so relaxed and just like sort of very chill. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I, like I, I, again, I think for probably for the last at least 15 to 20 miles there, there was a, a small group of like five or six people who were like, it's kind of like going past each other, like, depending on like how well someone happened to be doing at like, any given point, and like they were just, um, when they saw you coming up, like, oh, hey, you know, like, like how are you doing, man? Like, you, just, you, you are you still okay, you know? And like, you know, like, I met you three hours ago, yeah. but like, you know, so I, 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 I love that. Like, you're you're checking in with me, and then like, when I see you in 30 minutes, like, I'm, 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 I'm gonna do the same for you because I, I care. I want to see you finish and be okay, you know, just as much as like you want to see yep. me finish. And like, it's, it's so. It's so wonderful.
2: I think that that sentiment is people are very surprised by it, and I think like one of I'm always very clear about my intentions. One of the reasons we opened Edge was what to get more women onto trail because it's complete, mm-hmm. like I should not podium at a trail race. I am not that fast. Like period. We like a third, or a quarter of the entrants are female for mm-hmm. ultra. That's a bunch yeah. of shit. And. You know, like Leadville Race Series knew that, right? And so that's why they created the 15 miler that goes on the same day as the 50 miler. And what do you know? They had majority women, well, (laughs) um, majority women, you know, enter that with the hope that the next year, which of course is this year, but maybe 2021, (laughs) more women. But what they don't, you know, women are very, I think, intimidated by that time commitment, but then they're also thinking like, well, it's gonna be like a really intense marathon experience. And I'm always like, no, 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 One, gender gap goes down. (laughs) oh. And then two, it's a much more, it's not fluffy at all, but like you said, like supportive environment. And I think that it's, that is very unexpected for people to know that they can just kind of like exist and be supportive and it's not as cutthroat. Um, I get very frustrated when I race road now I like coaching road a lot, mm-hmm. I love it, but racing it, I get, I'm like, everyone's too close. They're breathing too hard. Nobody's talking the right. like, I just, everyone's fucking watch is beeping. I get very happy. You know, um, I, um,
0: I, 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 the last couple of years, I, I spend less time racing. I, I, I still run the events, but like, I spend less time racing them and more time pacing friends who are like looking to PR or like who are, who are going for a certain time or haven't done the distance in a long time and want someone with them. Um and so like my role often in that is to point out every single dog who was on on the court. It's a very important job. And both Central Park and Brosley Park have like you know like dog sections and so I I (laughs) have spent like half marathons like you know like dog over there, puppy over there, (laughs) one, one over there, and like in, in the moment, like like I, I see my my, my friend or runner like smile or laugh because like oh you were serious when you said you would point out every single dog I'm like, oh, <laughs> like oh absolutely
3: that's my like,
0: job like that's that that's my job here is to help you see every dog and God forbid if I see a pug you're gonna see me like scream in excitement you're on your own <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know I was gonna say or maybe run off the course yeah. or or, or, <laughs> or that yeah like I'm pacing you'd be like, like trust me. I'll be You're right fine. back.
2: I'm running. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is our game table. We don't normally do this. Only for special
0: people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and I, and I appreciate that. <laughs>
2: it's all right. We, we'll just put a warning on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like the, the podcast is already explicit, so it's fine. I
2: mean, this is just the same. More of the same. He's out. Do you guys think... uh would you continue to
1: sort of race direct some? Would you continue to, you know, based on how the next
2: couple weeks go? Yeah, you know, a lot of it's honestly just bandwidth of like how much more can we keep on our plates and stay sane. Um, I think the three is completely doable. I think that if we continue to like evolve it and grow it and make it like systematized, I know that we're going to be racing this way for probably the next 12 months. So yeah. then it's a matter of how do you make it like um, matter and also make it feasible to replicate. I'm all about replicability. It's the same way that I you know yeah. as many athletes as I, as I coach, I want to always make sure oh boy that you know we have a way to, to, to kind of regulate so that we can you know create a culture that people can come to expect. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. the first three at least you know our job is is creating that and then figuring out how it can evolve. Um, yeah and honestly if if like our indoor continues to be as slow as it is now um it, it's going to be a necessary revenue stream to keep afloat yeah right now, hundred percent of proceeds going of course to black and yeah. brown right and brown. yeah but, but it's absolutely been discussed of of how we could evolve it because I mean, we've done it before with um flying pug and polar pug yeah <laughs> See, Nick,
1: Nick wants to move to Chicago just so he can participate in everything yes. and
2: all oh, things do it
3: I
1: mean, we talk a lot about that because I feel like the, the, you know, like obviously no one thought we would still be doing what we're doing for this long, right? When this happened, nobody anticipated. And so there was this rush at the beginning to do, to fill certain holes as quickly as possible, even if it wasn't the right fit. Right? So like everybody had 800 zooms every day, everybody signed up for a million virtual races, everybody did things. And like, they don't all, you know, then you get zoom fatigue. Then you lose, you know, I think for me, like I'm, I'm less, I'm a lot less interested in like a straight up virtual race anymore because it just, you know, what you, you know, talking about what the experience of being around actual humans running with other humans, that's just not there. Yeah. And like the cause may be good, but half the time it's not necessarily, it's just, you're just giving money to someone to get a t-shirt and like, I, so it's interesting to get, be this far into it and think, okay, how do we evolve again? what's the, mm-hmm. how do we get to, we're not gonna be back to where we're, that you know, normal is not a thing that.
2: And people wouldn't feel comfortable doing that either. Like, oh, that's we keep yeah. saying. Like, even if our amount goes up to 100 people, like how we would scale that and make it responsible. Because <laughs> like, can you close that? Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: Well like we talk about
1: that with coaching too, which is okay, there are no races and yeah. there aren't gonna be for a while and now people want something. Yeah. Yep. How do you serve that?
2: Our I mean, our series has helped that answer that question. We have has actually our coaching subject for tomorrow's call. Um <laughs> but I mean I, I have ideas yeah. on what people are doing, you know, they're doing like the they're ever sting right? They're choosing like a goal that they would never be able, I've got like a couple in Colorado that they're trying to do 14 14ers in a summer.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, they're
2: 150, 100K, 100 miler uh, ultra runners. They never get the chance to run that many 14ers because they'd compromise their training. But like, why right not now? Right? right, I was trying to do something completely right. really different. I have one athlete that's um, gotten more into stand-up paddle boarding. So we're doing almost like a 5K. We're doing like a 10 minute time trial on that. Cool. And that's and great. Like improve that um people still want to chase things and they they keep my my athletes that i coach personally we've been doing like a thursday morning track session and they all have very very different backgrounds and honestly most of the time they're not even running the same damn workout because i'm writing some programming but the fact that they would show up and see people in in the flesh and can do it responsibly they tell me that it is the best like part of their week every single week and i thought i'm not doing it's not like i'm being like a superstar coach here i'm just showing up I, more than half the time i'm getting my own workout in you know it's just the fact that we're there yep. together, um making ourselves better people and i think that that otherwise it's just grinding. and it's an anchor for them too which is really important
1: yeah but i mean we we miss that and i also think yeah. like you know anchor is a is another word for like regularity which is what we're what we're all clinging to
0: yeah
1: I mean, in this I, you know
0: I like i you know, and I, I, I don't, don't discount the importance of just showing up like that, you oh, know, you know, like, you know, like, like that. I, when, when, when runners or, or people just see that, like, I'm going to be here, they one the, the accountability is, it's important because like, okay, like I, I know Robin or Brian or, or tank or Duke is going to be there. So like, I'm going to show off. <laughs> is <laughs> very important.
2: I like it just passed up. <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: um, and so like that—that's motivating them to then show up. But then also just like that, maintaining being when they see that like like you're you're willing to make maintain that connection by just being there, whether you're doing the same workout or you're doing your own, and and they're they're doing something, having that companionship, even if it's distanced, um. It's a huge difference maker for for so many people, um, you know. And I, actually, it, it here you know, like as things have gotten better here, like more of, of my N Y R R runners have started to like meet in very small groups, where it's like two or three of them. And you know, I I look at their runs, and uh, you know, when they leave me feedback, it, it's usually well. I today I I I ran with Tom today, and this one was so great. And like, I don't know, it's cause I, I I felt good or I was in a good mood or it's just being able to run with a person again. And I'm sure it's combination you know, of all of those things, but they're like it, having a person with you just makes such a huge difference. Um, you know, it's, it's so important.
3: I think like, you know, up until this point and still to some extent, you know, people, you know, they, they train to accomplish a goal. And usually that goal is time for most people. Mm -hmm. And, and we had always asked ourselves, like, what, why do people race? Like what pushes people to race? Like, what's that, what's that secret it that we can kind of hone in on to, you know, make these people, you know, the athletes that we think that they can be. And what we're finding now is that it's, it's actually the training that they like.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: It, which they wouldn't tell you during a normal training season and like, oh I'm training, you know, like, and then I did, you know, they don't talk about the training season. They talk about like, Oh, the marathon was awesome or it sucked. You know, the race was horrible. Mm-hmm, blah, blah. Right. But it's, it's really, it's the camaraderie and that collective suffering that we're talking about and just being around people and training towards a, a goal. Um, you know, and they think it's a goal as a time, but really the goal is to make yourself better. Yeah. And you can do that around other people. It's a lot more fun. <laughs> right.
0: Absolutely. Like I, I, I often try to think of, like, I struggle with it too, is the, 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 the race, the, whether it's a marathon or half or a 5k or, or whatever it is you're doing, like that's your celebration, like for all the training. But the fun part itself is the training of being like, okay, well, the Tuesday is a speed day. So I'm, 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 I'm going to go and meet up with these three people and like, we're going to go and run our workout together. Awesome. Thursday's a temporal day. So I'm going to go and like meet up with X, Y, and Z and like run, run with them and like, yeah, it's going to be hard. And it's probably gonna suck. But getting that time with those people is what makes it worthwhile. Um, and like, yes, you're, you're improving yourself. You're getting healthier. You're getting fitter. You're getting faster. All those, all those things are great. But I, I think really it's, it's having, because running is often so, you know, uh, viewed as being an individual sport, which is, which it is, you know, like the, the feeling of like, I'm, i I yes, I'm running for my, my own goals, whatever that is, but I'm also running to be to be part of this bigger community. Um, and, and that aspect of the, I think gets lost in, in the shuffle when people only really talk about like how much they, they love the marathon, how, how, how well they did or how how terrible it was. Um, while sort of like quietly appreciating the like training and like community part of it. Um, and like, I I think people have now started to sort of go to the other side of like, because like, they're like, I'm kind of training, but not really training. And and, and now they're like, I actually really miss the community. I miss being part of part of that. And the more that I, I they can tap in back into that part of it, the happier, they are and it's, it's not that they, they don't have like goals still they they do but like i think their focus is not really shifted to being i miss people yeah. and i want to see those people again um and that means i'm back out running speed speed days or long i don't care because i just want to see the people
2: i love have you ever read the summer art not giving a fuck"? no <laughs> oh my god read it read it <laughs> is it's so super good um but it's all based on the premise and like i always this is like my big marathon speech every year to <laughs> runners. I run it. they always know it's coming i'm like you're entitled to one thing on race day and in life it's all based on this premise and that is suffering period it's that it's a challenge it's that life is a challenge racing is a challenge training is a challenge and that is the only thing you're entitled to you're not entitled to being able to race you're not entitled to a time you're not entitled to your stomach not flipping you're not entitled to not shitting yourself you are entitled to suffering, and it is what you do with the suffering that defines you. I think when it started, a lot of people felt very entitled. The, the whole book is based on like what happens when you let go of entitlement. Um, and it's a, really, it's a really amazing lens to look through. Um, and I think people still felt very entitled to racing and knowing if they were gonna be able to get to race. And the further we get from traditional racing, they let go of that and realize that the only thing they can control is their suffering, right? Is is yeah. their actions? Yeah. Um, that the beauty is actually in 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 that. It's mm-hmm. not in the thing you thought that you should get to do. Right. Um. And there was, you know, there were a couple months that our kids were losing their minds. You know, it is it's, it's, uncertainty is really hard. Oh. It's
1: still very hard. Yeah. I mean. So-
2: now, though, you just expect to not race, which I think makes it
1: a little easier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the racing I've let go of completely. I just met yeah. in life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what is a race? Yeah. yeah.
2: What? And, and also, like, how uncomfortable we <laughs> feel right now racing. Like, I'm like, I had a nightmare the other night that I was at a race and that there were all these people in my corral that were supposed to be my corral. My corral was supposed to be 25 people and all these fucking people were in it. And I'm like, holding my hands up like get away from
1: me i have nightmares i have dreams where i realize in the middle of the dream that i've forgotten to put a mask on like it goes that deep you know and you're like
2: people are learning to navigate that that the challenge better and that 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 is there's beauty in that too you know that if you go out and get your you know your run in or your strength in or your speed in uh, you do the thing that was hard. Um, you come out of it, ultimately for that day, better. And a lot of those days add up and create something. Yeah. It's, yeah. Get out the door. That's the problem. Yeah. Correct.
0: Yeah. Correct. It, it is. But I, I I'll say it's been like for much of the, of, of the quarantine. I I struggled to get up the door. I forced myself often, but like it was it's hard. Always really hard. Um, and then. You know, when when you all announced the worldless traveled, I was like, oh, that seems actually really possible. Um, at the same time, being scared of like I like in normal times, I am almost always technically trained for a marathon. Yeah. Um, so like between between coaching and my own running, like I have so many like miles un, un, under my feet. Like I'm I'm ready to run a distance, um, and this is the first time in a couple of years where I was like, oh. I don't know that I can, um, but I, you know, the 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 plan that that you sent out. One, as I, at, for the last couple of years, I, I've written my, my own plan, so it was actually really nice to not write my own plan. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, all I had to do is put this into my my little thing, and like just I don't I don't do anything. It's great, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it. I mean, and I think that that it, quick sign. I think the only good to show is that like, even coaches need coaching.
2: Oh, for um, sure. I'm a terrible self-coach. Yeah. Terrible ball. <laughs>
0: like, I, I had a very successful year last year, and, like, I, I busted my ass under my, my own training to PR for, for a marathon, which called, time qualified for me for, for Chicago for this year had it happened. Um, and I was so happy with that. And then I was, like, you know, looking at it a year later, like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Um but like the the uh, the plan that that you all that say the plan that you you sent out i was like oh this actually feels incredibly doable like it's it's, feasible yeah i didn't
2: write it for like crazy volume it's like no you can do this and get to the finish line we're not asking for perfection here yeah
0: right and i and part of me you had to 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 like go of like right remember that you're doing it because you actually love i i love the marathon distance um and i was like right I, i i i truly love that distance i I don't need to try and like throw down a PR because yeah. we're very friendly and nobody cared. I, at, at the moment, I don't really give a shit because all I want to do is see is see some pugs.
2: You're gonna be in the woods, <laughs> almost no one around, except for some pugs that you see every 3.45 miles.
1: That's like literally his fantasy. Yeah, like that's- <laughs> He created this race for you. He I mean, loves
2: nothing like... more than a
1: looped course. It's oh, like his favorite thing in the entire world. My-
0: Everybody my marathon pr and, and my 60k pr are both on a loop course
2: perfect um, i like loops too
0: i because it takes all thought out of it i don't have to worry about what's coming because i know what's coming
2: i like to talk to things i'm like oh, i'll see you one more time <laughs> two more times Big <laughs> ugly tree or whatever it is I ability i'm with you
0: there's that i um for, for me, uh, part part of it is, is I think think when I'm in in in, in a non loop course, I, I have the habit of like counting down miles to a certain point. But like when it's loops, I'm like, oh, it's only three more loops. Yeah, and like three such a small different. number it doesn't matter. That's multiple miles within within like, yeah. like a loop. Care less. It's it's loops. I'm like it's it's fine. I I've got nine loops. Cool. It's only seven more to go. That's that's less than ten. Easy. And it, it's easy. it's also good
2: nutrition and and. You know, we can support it. We love loop courses just because from support. That's how we run all of our run programming. Yeah. for inside the city too, as we do loops, and mm-hmm. it started off as just convenience, and then they like started to really like them, and I'm like, ooh, yeah. Okay. There. Nice.
0: Only- and also, but as far as like crowd support and cheering, like all you do is, is, is tell your friends, "Hey, you want be stand here?
1: Drink some I'll TV. see
0: you every those thirty yes. to forty minutes." Yeah, and, and you know, you you don't you don't do anything. You, you, you don't need to get on a train or a bus to meet me the next, <laughs> the next spot. You usually you just stand there, bring a chair, and you'll be fine.
2: Yep. We should have a pug one. Maybe we can talk to the people tonight at the pug meetup. i <laughs> a <laughs> oh, pug meetup.
0: It's,
2: it's going to be great. Those
0: are beautiful words. Hi.
2: How do you feel about going to South Chicago Heights on October 11th? <laughs> They're fucking nuts. It
1: was actually, so uh, this is a short story and then I think we'll probably wrap it up. The the show that I was working on when I was in Chicago, I've been working on for years. And at the end of this show, um, the two actors open up questions that they ask each other. They don't know what's coming. I put them together, but we, like in theory, we solicit these questions from the audience, usually like secret, they're not, I can't use them. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite questions, which I have kept in a bag somewhere is, was what do you call a group of pugs? And it said a grumble. And I was like, I it like just came, it just, somebody put it in the box. That's how I knew it. I love
2: that trivia. My <laughs> <laughs> favorite kind of trivia. Those cute, those cute little words. You yeah. know what did we have? Um, well, well, we could probably spoil a little bit for Polar Pug. We came up with, um, I can't remember the names, all of them. So we're going to make it three, assuming that we still have all these things going on. <laughs> we're going to make it three distances because we realized the last year was a half marathon and a 10K. Um, it was right after Junie passed and then we had the idea to make it and actually we didn't have Duke yet, but he's, you know, he can, he'll get over not having something named after him, but we were going to do, um, like a, like a short, like two to three mile option and call it Pipsqueak. Um, and then we would do like the half marathon would be called the big boy. Um, because that's what Brian always used to call Bruce. And, and I can't remember what the middle one was. Oh, meatball, meatball. Meatball. <laughs> meatball for tank. And it, it was going to be like. Three mile, you know, somewhere around like a five, six mile, and then a double digit. So that's yeah. our plan. That's, that's so good. Grumble. <laughs> but if you said, let's get ready to grumble. Wasn't that one of your comments on a fug thing?
0: Probably. That sounds like <laughs> it I mean, I think I comment on, on almost every post or story. So it's hard.
2: You yeah.
1: know, it's
0: hard to remember all the things I said.
2: <laughs> Brian, um, the reason he keeps popping up well, not now, he's getting tanked, but is that Duke has been bad and digging on our front window for no reason at the latch, mm. so he keeps getting sprayed and getting in trouble.
0: Oh, uh, really big boy, he, he's the best of pugs. You see him? There you go, hon. Hi, tank. Hi tank. He he <laughs> I, I I will get to see you in person in a couple of months.
3: Want to get up close? <laughs> yeah, get up really close.
0: There ah. Ah. Oh, tanky. Ooh,
2: he's stretching like a kitty cat? <laughs> <laughs> you are drunk. Are you drunk? Are dead he was dead. Of- oh God.
0: Oh.
2: Ah. Tired of sta- tired of
0: standing. Standing's hard. It's hard, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, it's hard when when you're that cute.
2: You know, when you have to babysit all those, when you have to assistant coach all those strength classes, it's yeah, really exhausting. It's he's been my buddy on Wednesday mornings because it's too hard to bring both of them solo, but Tank is just, he always follows me out the door. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And he just sits there and does nothing.
0: <laughs> well, he's, hes That's very, what you
2: think
1: he's doing. Exactly.
0: He's very deeply <laughs> observing somehow. Everyone.
2: He's showing up. Yeah. He's like, it's still dark out, but I'm here, guys. Yeah. You guys know he's still banned from noon classes, right? But, he's banned? Oh, yeah, because he jumped out of the annex twice after the, the dogs at noon. <laughs>
3: off the five-foot loading dock. five-foot loading <laughs> oh, dock.
2: I did not know that. And then we decided, this is a funny story. Then we decided that we, Chris was like, well, I mean, if we tie him to something. It'll be good. So we tied him to a weight rack. He toppled the weight rack. <laughs> and we're like, well, we'll take a 55-pound dumbbell, put it at the back of the annex, and loop his his, his leash through. So, like, 10 minutes into class, Chris hears this, like, rustle. Tank is dragging the fucking dump, like a, <laughs> like a sled pull and it's rolling like <laughs> five pounds. That's like me dragging five hundred pounds. Look. I was like, you're done. We're done.
0: Tank tank pays attention during those training classes. He's been working out. We just don't <laughs> it see was, it.
2: We catch him in the annex working out. Oh my God, it was so funny. I was like, how? We like pause class. We're like, how is this happening? <laughs>
0: That's amazing. Well he
2: took your advice so you know go up and weight. <laughs> yes, right. That's the max that we have. We could have been <laughs> 110 pounds. Oh my
1: god.
0: That ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Oh, but amazing. Thank you. Buddy.
1: All right, tanky. Well, you know, we're gonna see you soon. Yeah. Like, Hi, thank
0: you. Love you guys. Thank you. <laughs>
1: oh cool. okay.
0: Well thank you both for, for being on. This is this was, this was great. A
2: little bit of everything. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah. No, this is awesome. Thank you. We appreciate your time. I'm excited to meet you all in person. In
2: um, less than two months. It's like a month and a half.
0: Yeah. But it's I will, it's basically, basically September, right?
2: I woke up
1: this morning and I was like, is it September? And Nick was like, no, it's still August. And I was like, oh <laughs> Four my more God. Months
2: Four more months. <laughs> I don't for know one. what happened.
0: It, no one knows.
2: <laughs> Vortex.
1: <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It was really great to talk to you both. You too.
0: Thank you. And uh,
1: thanks for joining us. Absolutely.
0: All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.